Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods, an angler's choice out of San Diego, California. Today's guest is Josh Paris. Um, Josh is a guide up north and we kind of connected. Uh, I probably hit him up last year, but I wanted to do it in person. So we, uh, when I was up north, he came down to Oakley and we did it up and it was a great episode. Guy's a hammer. Also an amazing guide. So if you guys want to do any big bait trips, hit up Josh. He'll, he'll do it up for you. Anyone down here from SoCal? So, um, yeah, thanks again, Josh, for coming on. Thanks again, Caesar, for hosting us up at Toxic Baits Headquarters. Appreciate it. Um, this month's Patreon sponsor is Working Class Zero. I will uh, post something up on what we're going to be getting from them. Thanks again, Mike, for supporting uh, the podcast. Really appreciate it. Check out the shirts at castandcrankpodcast.com. We uh, have... Um, Two, we have two different hats, two different shirts. They're just the logo that we've had forever. And uh, they're but redone. Like the front has a little like uh, the logo I have on the podcast. It's really cool. So please check those out and buy something to help support. And here is an ad from Angler's Choice. It's summertime. So he's got a really good ad on this one and some uh, stuff for Big Blue fans. So check it out. Is there anything better than watching giant bluefin tuna crash your kite bait? Nope, nothing. Attention offshore anglers and kite fishermen. Our friends at Angler's Choice San Diego are selling custom kite rigging kits making it easier than ever to fish the kite. AC takes the guesswork out of it, saving you time and money by assembling everything you could possibly need in one custom kite rigging kit. The AC custom kite rigging kit includes four pre-rig ready-to-fish kite leaders, one 200-pound fluoro frozen flyer rig with tokar circles, one 200-pound fluoro frozen flyer rig with owner trebles, one 200-pound mono double treble mackerel rig with tokar circles, one 130-pound mono double treble sardine rig with tokar circles, four Qualitex three-foot round balloons, two yellow, two white, four-leg kite string, kite line, bite indicator marking tape, tough line rigging floss, bait rigging needles, five pack of them, six-inch and ten-inch bamboo rigging skewers with micro zip ties, 320-pound size six-ball bearing swivels, dual lock snaps, and ceramic kite rings. The AC kit includes everything you need and nothing you don't. All packaging in a durable, reusable tackle box. So next time you're in San Diego headed out for Bluefin, be sure to visit Angler's Choice, your one-stop shop for all things kite fishing. And be sure to ask to check out the AC Custom Kite, by far the most versatile and effective kite ever designed. No joke. Totally adjustable for every wind condition and balloon assist. Have a question and need answers? AC staff is the nicest and most knowledgeable staff around. 
Angler's Choice is located at 1910 Rosecrans Street in San Diego and follow them on Instagram at Angler's Choice Tackle. And remember to support your independent tackle dealer, the life's blood of the sport fishing community. Please go check out Angler's Choice in San Diego if you're down there. Appreciate it. They're a big supporter of the podcast. Also, uh, if you can, go to YouTube, subscribe, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. And the next thing we have is on Thursday, which will be Hucker Mike, Mike Clark. He is a professional BMX rider and a couple friends in common, Mike Lane, and, and some actually biker friends, uh, BMX friends. So it was a good one. He has a, has a cool story. And the uh, Calico series, uh, the first episode should be out this week at a little delay. Like I said, it's been pretty crazy around here. So, um, yeah, please check that out. Subscribe to the Patreon. Buy a shirt. Buy a hat. Got some cool stuff coming your way. Got some great guests. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Check out Josh Paris Fishing. Go book a trip with them. Thanks, guys. Board, and we're good to go. Sweet. You can see yourself in there like it's pretty squared yeah. up. Yeah, I'm pretty centered. Okay, perfect. perfect. Um, this is a Delta trip for me, number two, with uh, Josh Paris. Yeah. Awesome. Um, guide from where do you live again? So I'm up in Calaveras. So I guide like Maloney's, Comanche, Hogan, all the mother load lakes. Okay. Um, how did you get into that? Like, let's talk about your fishing career a little bit, I guess. Gotcha. So it was kind of a weird series of events of how I actually got into it. It was. So fishing wise, been fishing all my life as far as like kind of getting into tournaments. I started, I mean, and honestly, that was even kind of a weird thing of how I got into that is kind of saw bass masters and whatnot. I was like, Oh, I'd love tournament fish. You know, at the time I was kind of catching everything, trout, bass, crappie, whatever I could catch, you know, um, and it happened just one day in Walmart, you know, I had a bassaholics hat on some dudes like, Oh, you, you bass fish. I'm like, yeah, what's up dude. And he's like, well, do you fish tournaments? I'm like, nah, I wish, you know, I don't even know how to get him. And he's like, well, I, we have a club right down the street. You should come by sometime. I'm like, sweet. So kind of started that started as like a non-boater and a little draw style club. And then from there kind of just started opening doors was, was really eye opening for me to get around guys that, you know, pre that, like that was pre internet, pre everything to where like, I mean, besides what I saw in Bassmaster, like that's all I did. And a lot of what times, year was that? That was probably 2005, 2006, right okay. after high school, I'd moved out and kind of, you know, like I said, so got you're my, only 35. Yeah. I'm 35. Oh, yeah. You're young then, man. Yeah. 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 Still baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then uh, I kind of got into like doing team stuff after that and just, you know, got my own boat and just kind of kept going. And then, um, kind of, with kept going with the team stuff and then started jumped up to like the uh i guess like you'd say like amateur stuff of like the future pros bbt stuff like that and then um the like started getting guided and i was doing pretty good in the future pro there for a minute and then i actually started having some people hit me up like hey man would you take me out for a couple hundred bucks you know i wanted at the time i was doing a lot of the like i was throwing a waiver a lot and i was you know yapping about it constantly so people were like i want to learn I kind of knew the rules of those tournaments is like you can't be a guide and fish those tournaments. So I kind of did it on the DL for like my last year and then kind of starting the guiding just coincided with I had an injury at work where I shattered my shoulder, blew a disc in my neck, as well as Future Pro. And How BBT. the hell did you do that, dude? So I was doing construction. I've done construction pretty much all my life in one way or another. What and, kind of construction uh, were you doing at the time? A little bit of everything at the okay. time. So I, I've done like all the carpentry at the time. I kind of had just left doing solar as I was a site foreman for uh, a guy, another contractor that was contracting through Bell Electric. So at the time I had gotten away from that and took kind of a maintenance position up in uh, Murphy's just above my area, just closer to home, less okay. hours. And uh, I was actually hanging a four by eight 
by 16 beam up on some posts, doing it by myself like an idiot, and uh, was actually up on a ladder. And was like, oh, yeah, the back's on there, the front's on there, and like as I had put the front on, the back kind of slipped off. I let off and like just teetered for a second, and then came off. Ended up landing right on me, took me to the ground, and uh, yeah, I ended up having to have surgery on my shoulder. Were you by yourself or not? I was by myself. So, so how did you? Did you have to get up and like? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I wasn't too badly, badly hurt. And I mean, in, in all honesty, I'm kind of like, I don't know, like the adrenaline was going to where like I throw the beam off of me and get up and was like, oh, that sucked. And then like, it was like, went to go pick the beam back up and it was like, oh, that does not feel right. Like something's jacked up in my shoulder. So I ended up calling my boss and was like, hey, I'm going to bounce out and go to prompt care and go see, you know, at the time they were, you know, gave me some Vicodins were like, well, I'll go see a regular doctor, yeah. you know. And uh, so pretty much... You know, I ended up having to have shirt surgery after that. And then kind of just even started questioning, like, what am I doing? You know, like this, how long can I stay at this construction stuff? You know, like, well, my body is only going to last so long. So I was already fresh kicked out of the, I think I was like six months into being kicked out of all the amateur stuff to where it was like, you know, maybe I make a go at this guiding thing and see, you know. And what year was that? So that was probably about 2018. Okay. Um, and I had a buddy at the time who was full-time guiding. He was pretty much the only dude in my area that was already guiding. He, I think he had been doing it like four years already Okay. to where I like kind of talked to him and just made sure like, Hey man, you know, like I'm not stepping on your toes. Right. Like, you know, oh, no, no, you know, and he was cool about it. He said, you know, one of the things he was like, just don't undercut me. Which I, like, I was like, dude, that's totally fine. I have no, you know, like I want to charge at least what you're charging, you know? So, um, kind of jumped into there and then the rest is kind of history. I've been doing it since been loving it. Um, as of lately, in all honesty, I might be going down to part-time guiding. Uh, I've been guiding full-time, and it's just... How many days a week do you guide? It depends. I mean, anywhere from like four to seven. Like, and are, do you have kids and stuff? Yeah, I got two kids. I got oh, a shit. two-year-old, a six-year-old, a wife, <laughs> to where like it's it's been trying. And I mean, there's like, you know, during the spring season, that's my money season. Like, you know, the last couple Aprils, like I'll have a day off. Like I work every day i can get in because i know like come summer it's going to start slowing down come fall until and then i i've even kind of gotten to where i do a lot of big bait stuff that's so like, that's what i the other thing i want to get into is like you probably hit fall pretty good because of the big bait stuff you can get a lot of trips in correct? Yeah, it, yeah and you know it's even been like me just starting out you know a couple of years ago it's it's been a curve like you know like not a lot of people knew i was getting and even then like you start to get like dudes that are like dude i come out with you once a month to where you get your like regulars yeah. to where without those you're like you know it's taken me a while to build up some clientele if you will um but then yeah with the big bait thing that's i've kind of even i guess like cornholed myself with it is to where like that's 90 percent of my trips and to where like like I said even part of the reason i'm looking at going down to part-time is i'm gonna have to up my rates is just my expenses are different than other guides expenses doing the big bait thing is like you know throwing big baits you know four days a week like you know one just the way i fish like we pull up on a spot make forecast bounce forecast bounce for you know to where like it's not unusual for me to blow through 20 gallons in a day you know in the boat to where like and are the lakes you're fishing they're pretty big up here they're they're, most of them are pretty big there's a couple smaller ones but even like on a small one like 10 gallons 15 gallons because like i've been to Folsom and like that's a fucking big ass lake dude which like you get up to like maloney's pedro that thing's little like it, uh, yeah, yeah it's like there's there's times where we will run 25 minutes to go make five casts and then run all the way back out to where like 
But I mean, those five cats. So, there, could so that's, be, this is the cool thing about talking about the guided service down south. We have like Diamond Valley Paris. It's like a pretty small lake. You're not running. Yeah, you could run it in your boat, no problem, across, back, forth, wherever. Yeah, you could run the lake. Exactly. Is, there's a couple up here, like, you know, small, like even Hogan's one of the smaller ones that I do that, eh, most days I'll burn a quarter tank, even okay. if we're bouncing around. It's small, but those bigger bodies like Pedro um, and more so Maloney's, those are two that, like, I mean, we're going to we're gonna see that whole lake. You know, my and water's... So, another thing is, how do you break that fucking lake down? Like, how do you, how much time are you putting on? preparing and prepping for the big bait thing and uh figuring out your spots and going man here's a rock pile here like you got a 25 mile fucking lake dude yeah so <laughs> i break it down and like it's one of the things i talk about a lot on my uh on my trips is like having on those big lakes you have to have a milk run there's just too many like even on like we'll just use maloney's that's like my home like and how I big got, is that lake I, i'm not familiar it's like the third biggest in california oh, shit okay so, it's so huge. yeah like i think shasta's like number one and then i think it's like maloney's and then pedro like it, it's one of the biggest lakes i mean like i said from like glory hole where i launch all the time to like the end of the river and that's just the river that's not south that's not north it's like 18 miles to where like it's a good like doing 60 65 it takes me 15 minutes to get up there um but like i said I have like 400 good spots on that lake, but you got to manage them. Is we can't hit them all in a day, you know. To where I always have a milk run of like 20 to 30 spots, and I'm always taking on five, putting you know taking off five, putting new five new ones on, just based on what I'm seeing. Like if I go to a spot two three times and we're not seeing fish, I'm not getting bit. It's coming off the milk run, and like oh, there's one over here I haven't been in like a month. We're gonna throw that one back on and see what happens. So I'm constantly having to cycle water in cycle water out as well as even just pressure like a lot of people know me up there to where like there's certain areas i just gotta give up you know because i can't fight for it anymore like you know if i like i might start out with it on my own and then also like i have clients that come back and they want to i which i don't have any problem like i tell them like dude if you come out on a trip like by all means go pound that area yeah. you know i got no problem with it but it also changes how my milk run works is like if i got four guys that are like pounding this one area like it's off the milk run. I can't compete with other guys that know what I'm doing on that spot. You know, they, they, I, you know, if they're doing it right, like I showed them, they're going to pound that spot to where. And the second thing that's a double edged sword for you is, is you have social media. Which, so you yeah. have to promote because guess what? Like I've saw someone post something on spot burning and I'm kind of like, that's a hard one, man, because a, you got to promote that nine pounder. You've been doing really good. I seen the pictures. Yeah. I'm like, fuck man, you've been killing it. Yeah. But people are going to want to come because they, you show that fish, which and so, it's like you can't play the blur game because it looks it, it's tacky. It, it kills it. You does. Know? So and I like you know I don't like I don't do again. I do take my pictures in a specific way. Like you, if you recognize the spot where I took my picture, I ain't catch her there. I'm just telling you that anybody on social media, <laughs> like we're eight miles away from wherever that was. So good luck, you know. Um, but yeah, so, so like exactly, and even then, like this last you know couple months i haven't posted a lot and it's because i was on a little bit of run to where i even within that like i had one crazy week there for a minute to where like i felt the pressure immediately is like you know watching boats like oh he slows down and then he takes off and i come back and boom that red ranger's right on that spot to where like it is something that like i in some regards i just adapted around in some you know like I think it makes me stronger. Like it does suck. Like when my water gets blown out and whatnot. And even like when I have like multiple clients hitting there is it sucks, but at the same time it forces me like, okay, well what's next for me? I got to go figure it out, which 
subconsciously sometimes I think I actually like it. You know, like it it makes me better every time that I have like, oh, my juice is gone. I got to go figure something out and I'll find something that I never knew about. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is yeah. even better than that was, you know. So it, it you just got to take it in stride. And I mean, even when I was doing tournaments, I mean, it was kind of the same thing as like you go to go to your starting spot and there's somebody there like. There was times where, like, we'd end up, oh, let's go over to, you know, like, I, there was a wall one time. I remember it was, like, D-wall. A, like, our ABC water was all taken. We went to D-wall. We ended up winning the tournament on D-wall to where, like, it worked out, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I just got to take it in stride. And, like I said, I, I, I dig it, you know? I mean. No, that's cool. And what about, so let's talk about, like, the big bait thing. So are the other guys doing the big bait thing as well up here? Or do you kind of, like, focus on that? Would you enjoy it more, like, Say a guy calls in, he's like, hey, man, want to throw the big bait? Is that like, okay, that's my shit I want to do. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. That, and that's even, I've kind of gotten the reputation of doing the big bait thing up here to mm-hmm. where my buddy John Leasty, he's another guy experienced fishing. He's like one of the other guys that I'd be like, if you want to go throw big baits, go with, and okay. go with him. He's a super cool dude. Me and him actually came up throwing swim baits together. Like a lot of my knowledge th- to this point is knowledge that me and him like kind of started at the same level and we just constantly i mean we'll have like two hour sessions on the phone you know rigging tackle for the next day just like dude i saw this and i saw that like you know what are your thoughts and vice versa to where like we've helped each other a lot to where like i have all confidence in that guy putting you on big fish yeah um he tends to get a lot more of like he's been doing it longer to where he gets a lot more of like vacationers like oh we just want to go catch fish to where like i get less of that like at this point I'd say like 80 to 90% of my stuff is all big bait oriented or just big fish oriented to where like, um, yeah, the worm trips. And in all honesty, I'm probably going to end up pricing myself out of the worm trips is just. You'd rather just do the big bait. trip. I'd rather just do the big bait, big fish stuff versus the worm trips. And it's like, you know, like I've had times to where like, you know, like I had a week this year to where like there was two days where like, like we had a big one two days of nothing, then two more big ones where like those two days that we were dragging worms to where I'm like, you know, we had fun. I, you know, put them on fish, but like inside I'm like slowly dying. Oh, I'm like, dude, I know where there's a freaking monster. Just throw on the a- fucking big bait. Yeah, just do it. Let's just go do it. You know, and there's some older guys to where like, I mean, they, they, that wasn't their deal, you know, to where like, I get it. You know, we're going to do it. I'm going to make the best trip catered around whatever somebody wants yeah, to do. Yeah. But at the same time, there's times to where like, that is my passion is just chasing big fish. That's what I love to do. And to where like even the days we don't catch a big one, like I had a day, a couple, you know, like a week ago to where we didn't catch a lot of big ones, but we caught them how we wanted to, you know, we caught them figure eighting, throwing frogs, throwing punkers to where like, we had fun. We had a blast. We had a couple good shots, but like, that's the bite that I like to chase. And when I get people who want to do that same thing, that's where my level of excitement, like that's where, I want to be as far as guiding. Um, I'll probably still make some exceptions for some kids that I, you know, or work yeah. with to where like they're a blast too. But yeah, the just going out catching fish, you know, I'm probably going to start trying to get away from it. Which so. is, I think, right now is a great time to do it because I feel like um, just doing this podcast, I can I can see the numbers and I can see the swim bait episode numbers, kind of like Client, which it you is, know, like it's it's, it's very popular right it's, now crazy man to watch like five years ago like it was still like we had it to ourselves like you know it was one of those things to where like i can remember like even at tournaments and stuff I'm walking down the rows and like you know looking at everybody's boat I'm like there's one other guy with an s waiver on his boat right now nowadays so are you, you wa- a big s waiver guy 
Not really. I, I mean, I yes, that is probably like the bait that like I cut my teeth on. But like huddle stands, it was just that's one of the most readily available ones that like to this day you still see like waivers. And all honestly, I've even gotten away from throwing them. Is just the fish see them nonstop. That's like one of the number one selling glide baits to where the fish I feel like have like five years ago, like don't get me wrong, I was like S waiver master, man. That was all I threw. <laughs> like if it came to throwing a waiver, but it was also like something else I you know, I preach a lot is like I spent a lot of time I learned that bait. Like I learned like how to work what that bait was doing when I when I couldn't see it, I knew what that bait was doing. I knew how to walk so it. The I feel knew the feel of the bait. It's, you think it, I think that's something that maybe people are jumping the gun on too as well. I mean Yeah, like and that's you know, one of the things like on, on trips and stuff, I'll have a guy that shows up and he opens up this binder and he's got four hundred <laughs> $300 baits in there. I'm like, all right, put all of those away, pick one. And that's what we're doing today. Because like for me, one of the things like right now, the bait that I'm still doing with is the bottom is I pick one bait typically every year or so. And I'm like, this is the bait I'm learning this year. And it'll, it'll, you know, I'll still like two years later, I'm still using a lot and I'll still learn stuff with it. But I find guys are jumping around too much with baits these days. Is they, and you, you see know, it as a guide. Yeah, for that's sure. The thing is you can kind of be like, Hey man, Maybe just focus on one, and you're going to tune their fishing to make it that much better. Exactly, and I don't care what it is like, and like even if you're throwing the the wrong bait at the wrong time of year, like you're going to embrace that suck. You're going to figure it out. Like you know, if I'm throwing a you know a, a Huddleston in the middle of June, like you might find some success with it, but you're going to like come to find out, like hey, this is not the month to be throwing it. You might find, like, I have come to find because, you know, I'm hard-headed and I did the, like, I'm going to throw it all here, you know. Like, there's some windows in there that do open up. Like, I have some areas, like, I will go get you a HUD bite right now. But that's taken me two, three, four years to find that bite with being hard-headed and sticking to that one bait. But you really start to learn certain baits. And even, like, you start to learn, like, a Baitsmith Mag, a Savage Gear Pulse Tail, a Huddleston, you know, all those different they're different baits like you know you take the mag very tight tail wobble they have different aspects to them to where Mm -hmm. like i said if you're bouncing around through baits you never really get to learn like this one bait for this scenario works way better versus like you know trying to make another bait work for that same scenario like you know glides are another one like a lot of these glides are different like you take a s waiver versus a dips 250 versus a shine glide there's three different glides man like they i don't use them for the same stuff to where i think spending time with each one of those baits over time is super helpful for this games. is a great, great uh, point of view from you because you're on the water how many days five to six days a week at least yeah I'm, i've slowed down a lot here as of recently to where yeah I, it's been a, a bit less here in the last you know bit but um yeah typically i'm on the water a lot how much do you fish when you're guiding typically i don't fish you won't at all i I try not to to be honest okay and so one is like my first couple years i did and it never went bad per se how bad is it when you go hey guys you just caught a fucking 10 pounder sorry (laughs) which and like my pb right now was on a guide trip like (laughs) how big was your how big your 14 and a half fuck yeah what lake is that that was at hogan Damn. So, and I stuck it right in front of dude as we were throwing jigs. And I'm like, no, man, you got a little bit more speed. You got to bump it. Like, you got to walk through the rocks. We're throwing them up shallow. And it's like getting stuck. I'm like, a little bit more speed. And then he's like, not touching the rocks. I'm like, dude, like, you know, he's like, well, here, you show me. I'm like, all right. So you got to like throw like this. And it was you show me. Yeah. And I'm like, don't, don't. See how it's just bouncing? And it goes, I was like, oh, there's one. See, just like that. And he's like, I'll get the net. I'm like, don't, no, 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 don't, don't worry about it, you know. And 
Mud's chocolate. I mean, the water's chocolate mud. She never, she didn't even fight really. Just get her to the boat and he nets it. And I'm like, oh God, dude, I am so sorry. Like, yeah, he was losing his mind. He was like, ah, that's freaking giant fish. But you know, but, at the same time, I, that's fucked. But it was a fluke almost. Like, it was like, you're just showing him. If I was on a boat with a dude and he caught a 14 pound large, I've never seen a 14 pound large. Which, mouth. and that was, you and know? I've had a couple scenarios. Like, I had another funny one I'm going to tell on you here, Rob. Is uh, <laughs> buddy Rob comes out. This is a couple years back. We, we do a trip. And we run juice water all day, and it just it wasn't playing the way it had been playing. It's like he was catching some good fish on. I think we were throwing mostly waivers that day, and a uh, couple like two three pounders, but they weren't the big ones that he was like, dude, I really want to break this down. And it's getting late. It's like six thirty seven. Sun's starting kind of set, and I'm like, all right, man, I got one more spot. And he sits down, cracks a beer. He's like, nah, man, I'm gonna sit here drink a beer. Pops one for me. He's like, we're done. I'm like. No, nah, man, get up, make this cast. He's like, nah, nah, you make it. I'm like, dude, make this cast. He's like, just make the cast. You know, I've got an 805 waiting for you. I'm like, all right, cool. Whoop, 11 and a half. It's like, oh, Damn. dude. But same thing. He was like, dude, that's the biggest fish I've ever seen. He's like, stoked. He's like, yeah, it's your buddy, yeah. you know, or like someone you yeah, enjoys which, your. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was on a trip, you know, kind of thing. But it was one of those ones where, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, that sucked. Like, I can't, like, dang it. Like, you know, but. I mean, it is what it is to where, you know, but that is, I mean, just goes to show any cast can be that cast kind of thing to where, you know. That's a hard thing to put in someone's head too is like, I've, there's been plenty of times where just cast and like, oh, fuck, looking at something, oh shit, you know, you lose a fish. Yeah. Um, So let's go back to the swim bait thing. You know how you said you had to really learn that bait when mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you, when did you figure that out? Like what age? How far into swim bait fishing did you go? I'm jumping around too much, and you figure this bait out. It really started with one bait and one guy, to be honest. And it was years back. It was I was still doing like the club level stuff, and uh, there was a guy by the name of Joe Bruce, Motherlode Stud. I mean, the guy was you know, and it was kind of how it started. I'm doing club level stuff, and you know, up in the, he kind of like blew it up there for a little while. He's the first guy to really do is like, you'd see the weights for like an ABA and it's like third place, 12 pounds, second place, 14 pounds, Joe Bruce with like 38 pounds. It's like, what the, Fuck, but he's doing it like every weekend to where I'm like, what is this dude doing? You and know, this like is what year I want to say this is going to be like 2010, 2009, okay. somewhere around there, maybe a little bit earlier is when I first started like recognize, like seeing him do it, you know, and then, you know, Shortly thereafter, I'm talking to my buddy Jeremiah about it, and uh, he's like, no, he's throwing this Huddleston thing. And we just happened to be up at Clear Lake at the time, and I was like, really? He was like, yeah, check it out. I have one, you know. I'm like, well, throw it. He was like, oh, okay. So he throws it a couple times while we were up there, and, I mean, that was probably one of the days that I was like, it's on for me. It's like, I mean, he had a bunch of, like, four to six, seven-pound followers. Granted, he didn't catch any on it that day, but, like, yeah. like, this is my jam. This is what I want to do. So, at the time, I remember, man, I mean, it was, you know, that was the bait. And I remember going out buying like $30 hut. And I don't even think it was that much. I think it was like 25 bucks. But at the time, like. What a great deal at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, I'm like working like 12 bucks an hour. I'm yeah. like, this is like two hours of work. And then I needed the right rod. And then I needed the reel and the line. And and honestly, I mean, I wish at that time, like, you know, I tell people all the time, I wish I could have just done a trip with Joe Bruce. Like, I wish he had a guide service because it would have saved me five years. Because, I mean, I literally spent at least three or four years chucking the stupid thing like a spinnerbait you know really? just yeah just I had, there was no information oh, out fuck, there man. you know to where like i'm just like well i don't know how to do it this is how i saw jeremiah throwing it this is you know i think i think matt allen at the time might have had one video up to where he's like find a long point and throw it you know to where and that was like it and even then i'm like who's this dude and like you know to where 
<laughs> you know, there was just not much out. And at the same time, I wasn't super tech savvy. I was an internet kid. Like I just, I, I've always kind of been that way. It's like, I'm going to put my nose to it and I'm going to grind this out and figure it out. So it took me years before I started finding out. When like, did you click in, you find that one, like I'm sure dragging it over points or, you know, so, stuff like that. Well, anyway, I mean, in all honesty, a lot of it has been like just uh, piecing it together. I, I don't think there was ever one moment to where I was like, I got it. You know, it was mm-hmm. like I said, about the same time I, I met my buddy, John Leasty. He was working at the local tackle shop, Glory Hole at the time. Mm-hmm. And to where it just like kind of happened is like going there. We start talking and like one of the things I remember early on is like something he said. He's like, oh, yeah, I love that. You know, the Huddleston bike, they like almost take it out of your hand. You know, I'm like the fuck is they're talking about like <laughs> my bites are all like tick tick and it was because i was dragging them on the bottom versus he's fishing them up in the water column to where i'm like you know kind of thought about it for a while i'm like this dude does this dude even fish huds like he doesn't know what the bite feels like but yeah. after talking to him and then bouncing stuff he's like oh you're dragging him oh i'm up i'm up in the water column and yeah from there i remember it was shortly after that was the waiver came out and i remember first one you know i saw in the store i got the waiver it was only the 168 that bait helped me immensely is that bait was one that i had started doing some of the higher up in the water column huddleston stuff but that bait being up in the water column in honesty i fished it for like a month and was like this thing's garbage put it in my box and then <laughs> yeah, and it was because you know like I, would, I thought i would fish it like a hood just slow rolling it and your fish would come up and they'd be all over it all over it all over it and then peel off and you'd be like well that sucked i didn't do anything Try, you know, so I put it away, and then I think at the time Randy Pearson caught like the lake record like a month later after I put it away for like eight pound spot or something like that. I'm wow, like, dude. okay, there's something to this. I got to figure it out. And there was there was a light bulb, a light bulb moment with that was I'm out with my brother in law. I'm like, I'm gonna learn this thing, and I had caught a couple three pounders up to this point, but I'm throwing yeah. it down these trees, and I'm, I'm you know four pounder comes up right behind. Him. I'm like, come on, eat it, just eat it like 10 foot from the boat i just barely catch a limb and that fish just peels off i'm like mother rip it off second i rip that thing off she comes back up and smokes and it was like bing light bulb like okay i ripped it and she came back and then that was my thing and it was like okay get next to the trees and rip it there's one they were eating it all and i'm like okay i gotta i gotta get them to trigger on it that's been, a, and like I said, and then I just spent time with the waiver and just kept going. And then that ended up turning into from me ripping it down trees to like, even on a long point, a lot of times with like a waiver per se, cause I think I work different glide baits differently waiver. I slow roll halfway to the boat. I go pop, pop, and then just keep going. 90% of my bites are on the pop, 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 pop and it loads and it's okay. their back behind it, following it. And then you do the reaction and they come up and unload on it to where, like I said, had I not stuck with that bait that would have been something I never really figured out. Or you would have figured it out three or four or five years later or whatever it might have been. Well, yeah, exactly. Or something else or some other way I would have figured. But for a long time, I had that bite to myself. It's like I figured it out first and then I ran with it. Up here you had it. Up here I had it to myself. It's like, I mean. So when you first started throwing that bait, how many fish were you catching on that thing? When I first started, I was like, when you, how about when you first learned it? Once I learned it, I mean, there were days where like, I mean, we were cracking 20, 30 fish a day on that thing. I mean, like me and my buddy Leasty, like, again, it was the same thing. We worked on it together. We bounced stuff off each other constantly. Um, It was right about time we hit a drought up here. And I mean, that was like the golden day of like the waivers to where like we were getting 20, 30 shots a day. We even did. Why? Why so? 
It was just nobody else was doing it. During the drought? During the drought. Well, was it because just the water in general, level was down or no, something? No? Just in general, other people weren't throwing Don't it. As well as okay. they might have been throwing it, but they didn't have it figured out per se. To yes. where like, I remember we're like, we're going to do a video on this thing. And then <laughs> like, he, like, battery's dead. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, battery went dead again. I don't care. Like to where, I mean, I remember one of the best days we had. I mean, I think he got like a nine and a half. I had like a six. We caught like 40 fish that day. I mean, we racked them. We got like one fish catch on film Fuck. to where like we just were, were just having too much fun instead of filming. Yeah. We ended up kicking out an okay video doing it, you know, like, eh, you know, but then like, like, and that was really kind of where I think that light bulb went off for me. Like I'm really good with this bait and it's cause I fished it so much. And with any bait, if I spend that amount of time with it, I can get proficient in it. And mm-hmm. it was even like the, the bottom. I had the bottom not long after that and I slept on it. Like, I caught some big fish on it originally when it first came out that 300. And then I, I was trying to work that, use that bait like my other baits instead of, you know, figuring that bait out and, and, you know, learning the ins and outs. Is that when it. you, you triggered like in your head to go like, man, I got to I got to learn each bait yes. because you had this way where you're like, I had success with this. I know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. Then you go to the bottom and you're like, oh, wait, 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 this is a different yeah, kind of, in all honesty, for that first year that I had it, I kind of just threw it like a waiver and made it work. And I caught some big ones. It happened to coincide with, like, we had some fish schooling on trout. It was, like, one of the last good trout plants that we had for years to where, like, I'd see them, little trout, like, boop, 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 porpoise in, and I'd fire that ball over them, like, got her. <laughs> but at that I mean, I could have thrown anything yeah, over there yeah. and gotten them to Makes eat, sense. you know, but... I didn't, like, I had seen, that's the whole reason I got the bomb is I called Matt, like, as soon as I started seeing Shemita's videos, I'm like, dude, I need that bomb, and I got one, and then I tried a little bit to do, like, Shemita was doing, but again, I didn't commit to it, I ended up just putting it away, a couple years went by, and then just, like, happenstance came through with that 245, I had been on Matt for that one for years, and like, is it out yet, is it out yet, is it out yet, <laughs> Matt probably was getting annoyed with me. <laughs> Finally, he ended up dropping that bait, and then I finally committed to that bait, partially because I felt obligated to him, was he was like, dude, there's three in the country right now. Fuck, dude. To where he's, and he's like, and I'm sending you one to where I'm like, oh, man. Like, so I, I tied it on 80-pound hey, braid. Think, like, yeah. I, I am not losing <laughs> I this like, thing. Hey, did you almost lose it after I was Yeah, ask like, <laughs> I was not playing. Like, I'm keeping this thing. But oh, I, I, admit, I told him, like, all right, dude, I'm going to do – you know, I'm going to get you pictures and footage was kind of the deal. It's like, that's, I told him yeah. I would do that if he, if he gave me that bait to yeah. where I threw it a lot. Like it was right after COVID when I first got it, I actually got it during all the lockdown stuff. So none of the lakes were open, but for that first month where I, for at that time it was still illegal for me to even guide and stuff. So I had like two straight months of just fishing. So I threw that thing day in day out and really started learning it and started learning that figure eight and start like, but it was, I threw it nonstop. And like, there were days where I didn't catch nothing on it. And I learned something from but those you days. you learned the, the, the way to retrieve it or what, you know? Yeah, I, l- I l- learned the little nuances of, like, when it works, why it works. You know, when it doesn't, why it didn't work. You know, and it, you can't just, like, oh, I threw it for a month and figure that out. Like, you have to look over the course of, like, six months and then kind of put together those patterns. Because, like, even now, I still don't know that bait. Like, I mean, I do, do. And the thing that fucking really surprised me with everyone, I don't remember shit. Yeah. Which, so do you take notes? No, I should. If and I, how the fuck do you remember to do all this? So you know? one, I'm kind of a crackhead, man. Like 
<laughs> when it comes to fishing, like I can't remember my wife's birthday, but I could tell you about a catch four years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it really does come down to, and I think it's even just, you know, person to person, there's a certain amount of like, either you have it or you don't. If you have that love for it and that drive for it, it's going to show in what you're doing. If you yeah. don't, that's fine. You know, you can still work at it, but like most of the time, the dudes that I see that are like, really killing it on stuff like they're the dudes that like when i sit down with them i'm like oh you start talking to them I'm like dude you're a crackhead like me like yeah are you, they i feel like a lot on... of it could be muscle movement like you know you do something over and over and you kind of just have that feel yeah somewhat well, i think a lot of it is actually more technical, technical? and putting okay. and putting pieces together and that's to where like like i said with with my buddy john he's one of the dudes who tweaks out on stuff like i do to where like you know, I even got it from him. It's something that I do now a lot, and I don't even know if he realizes he does it or I took it from him, but, like, putting a reason behind everything. It's, like, almost a scientific process of, like, making a hypothesis. So like, okay, I caught, you know, I'm throwing a giant square bill, and I caught this fish on this bank, you know, in this muddy water. Like, start to put reasons behind it so at least you have something to disprove versus being like, well, I don't know, they were just here. Uh, you know, like, you know, verse, and I've made entire patterns, like, figuring, like, okay, there was this, 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 like this one doesn't have all four ingredients and it still worked. But there was like three of those ingredients that are super key to this pattern in which I'm really big on is finding the patterns. Cause it like, don't get me wrong. I love catching one big fish, but like, if you can pattern it, like you can, especially on my big lakes, you know, like a lot of times. Do you I, feel like you need to pattern on a big lake because you can't cover the amount of water or the area, especially yeah. your guiding. So it's like, I got a pattern because I got to find the fish at least. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I got to be able to go boom, boom, okay. boom, boom versus like on a little lake, like on Hogan is one of the ones where I'm like, we're going to hit the whole lake twice. I know all eight good areas on this lake and we're just going to go run them in a circle until one of them plays, you know, or, you know, until I figure out the timing and which is another big portion of it, like timing, all of that stuff with the big baits thing, like, I don't know, not to get all like, like I said, super tweaked out. Do into you do it, the moon face thing when you go off of that? No, not really. No, okay. like for me, the moon, you can't though because you're a guy. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm out, exactly. I'm yeah. out there nine, you know, freaking hours every yeah. day to where I gotta find them no matter what. In which, like, I've listened to like your your podcast with Butch and everything like that, and like his thoughts on it, which I'm sure are fairly relevant. I have gone back through my catches, like I'm gonna see how right this guy is, and like there's a fair amount of them that he's right. Moon yeah. was underfoot, but there's some that don't play to what he said, and I think in in some of those cases. It was just a matter of like I had it dialed down to where like she almost couldn't say no. And that's where like sometimes timing, you know, like I found certain things with timing, like on all of our lakes, like, you know, like out here on the Delta, they have the tide. We mm -hmm. have water draws. Okay. So like a lot of times, certain times of the day, they draw more water than others. If you can key on those, it's exactly like the Delta with the okay. tide. It's like, you know, I've had times where like 630 in the morning, they slow the flow. There's a bite window that's like, one of the most phenomenal ones you can get on for like, do you man. have, how about, how about this? Do you have a, uh, a sheet that tells you when they draw the water? Unfortunately, they don't put those out. They'll, oh, they'll show that you. That would be great though. Huh? It would be like, <laughs> which at the same time, I like it because I'm like, eh, nobody else can figure it out either. I have a couple little tricks that I found to where like, I, like I, I know a couple little areas I can go. And just by watching what that little bit of grass or stick is doing, I'm like, Oh, the flows are going mm -hmm. or it's kind of going back. I'm like, Oh, they just slowed the flows or, Oh, they never even pulled flows today. It's just sitting there, you know, yeah. to where, but running those flows, like I said, you can look at what they've been doing and somewhat pattern like, okay, they, you know, every day at this time and this time for the most part. But then there are times where like, you'll show up and you're like, what the hell? 
they didn't even run the flows today. Like it's just nothing. Or yeah. like it's still blowing through and the fish haven't set up the same to where, but like those timing things are like really a big portion of what I do. Like figuring out, like I get bit, I look at what time it is and I go, all right, 11 o'clock. Like I'm tomorrow, I'm going to come back here around 11 o'clock. Or if I'm just not getting love on an area, like I said, with my milk runs, mm-hmm. I'll go there at nine o'clock. I'll go there at 11 o'clock and I'll go there at three o'clock and th- at the same day and run it three times in one day, which seems repetitive, but at the same time, there's times where like nine o'clock, nothing, not even a soul, 11 o'clock, nothing. Three o'clock, I got a couple of followers. So tomorrow I'm going to come back at two o'clock and maybe four o'clock and try to dial in that time window a little bit better. And I've had like what the guy who actually kind of, I would say not really taught me, but like it's told me about it, I would Mm -hmm. say. And then that day I was like, that makes sense. I got an area. That was one of those. It was Don Mormon. Was me and him had a day where we were going out just just fishing, just buddies fishing. And uh, in the morning, we'd sat in the parking lot and we're kind of talking. You know, he's going off about timing because that's a lot of what he does is timing on areas. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I was like, I got this area where at like 8:30, I'm seeing big ones, but they won't eat. He's like, well, let's try going there at 9:30. I'm like, eh, whatever. Let's go screw around. Pull up 9:30, freaking dump like a 10. Stick oh, an eight and a half. Fuck. Stick an 11 and a half, stick a seven and a half. And this is all within like five minutes. Dump another tent. Like, I mean, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Light switch. Like it, like it never happened. Shut off to where it was like, holy God. Like, okay. From then I've had a bunch of other spots. Same thing. Like even this year, bunch of those big fish have come on. There's one cast to be made and it's at one time of the day. If you don't make that cast, you don't come through there at that time. It doesn't happen. I've had guys to where like, I'm like, all right, here it is, here. And he's 10 foot off. I'm like, all right, pull up the drone motor. Let's bounce. Like, it's, it's that. like, what? Yeah. yeah. like, dude. <laughs> you blew it. And that, that's really hard for some guys to understand, too, especially, like, I feel bad sometimes on guy trips doing it as being, like, you know, like, I'm like, all right, dude, you got to be right down this tree. And if you're more than two foot off, it's done. You know, and you, boop, six foot off. And I'm like, man, well, you know, retrieve it. I have had a couple times, like, one that sticks out in my head is how did this guy I mean, dude throws like 20 foot off this tree to where I'm like, and he's like, should I just burn it in? I'm like, nah, just do it. You know, it's a clear day. And I mean, I watch this shadow come up on the tree and start coming out. I'm like, no way. Here she comes. Here she comes. She gets right up next to the bait, turns around and eats it. That's like a one in a million yeah, shot. Yeah. 99% of the time she's going to watch. She might follow it, but there is a kill zone in those areas. They set up on those areas for a reason to where it's a lot of times hard for guys and even frustrating when they don't make the cast and then they're like, what do you mean? We're running five minutes to the next spot. And then they blow a cast again. And I'm like, we're running five minutes next spot. So it's almost like if you're going to do these big bait trips, it's like, you guys got to be on target with casting. Yeah, for sure. They do. And I mean, not always like, I mean, mean, it could be a fuck up. Like I get it. If you're like, Oh my, my reel fucked up or my, you know, Well, and even like I tell guys all the time, I'm like, dude, today's learning day. Like, don't get me wrong. I want you to catch a big one. But we're here to learn. Like, I'm here to help you dial in your casting, help you, give you some pointers, do all of that versus, you know, like like guys who just want to come out and catch a big fish, I don't want you on my boat. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not here to learn. You're not going to – like, I've had guys quite a few times today, like, I feel like they just start tuning me out and they just start, like, I'm like, all right, time to – hey, no, no, that's enough cast. Okay. What? What? Okay. He's just not listening anymore. He's just doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And he's just trying to force feed this thing to where I'm like – do I get you want to catch a big one, but there, and you might, you might catch a big one doing that, but to consistently stay on those big fish, there are like a set of rules in my opinion, in my personal findings mm-hmm. that I have found that do make a difference that if you can 
like get those and then shoot you might find more than me you might find a whole nother area of stuff that's going but um, thank you sir yeah but you know like i said it, it can be frustrating for thank sure you. to watch guys not you know want to learn and just want the reward to where you know do you feel like it's younger guys that usually do that mm. everyone everyone huh? everyone i only say that because i feel like not trying to be like, well, the younger generation, but I mean, Instagram's kind of instant. And I feel like younger, like younger kids will, I always talk about with mechanics with people like Gilbert thinks you don't need any mechanics. You just learn how to throw a big bait. Other, I think a uh, butch says, if you learn conventional, it does help, which, you know, and they say like a jig fish, like if you're dragging a, which, uh, you know, I, in my experience, I ask guys all the time during the winter time, how, how are you throwing a jig? And they're mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm so. I'm like, man, you're not getting a freaking, we're not bottom rocking. You're going to lose yeah. all my huds. Like, yeah. not happening. Like, and it's just that. It's like, dudes who have never, like, I'd rather you lose a couple hundred, three dollar jigs versus you go out there, because I did it myself. I went out there. I was a dude who lost 20 Huddlestons in a month and, like, had to, like, hide from my wife. Like, <laughs> I don't know where that money went, sweetheart. Like, I don't know. You know? And I even switched down to throwing, like, these knockoff reaction strikes and, like, they were, like, $8 instead of 25 they did help me because I could throw them in the areas and actually, but like you said, getting that feel down via d- different stuff, I think can be helpful. Now, if you got unlimited funds and you can just go out and just blow through Huddleston, learn, yeah. by all means, go for it. You can skip the big bait or skip the conventional stuff. But even yeah. then in some regards, like, you know, one of the things reading fish is something that also I talk about a lot, like reading a fish, like not many people, like I, t- I get into it and people are like this dude is like lot you know like but it, there i have really found like from bed fishing and throwing a glide i've learned to read fish's behavior and their body language to a level that like you know i, I mean yeah there's just certain scenarios where i'm like you know dun, 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 you know and then she comes up and eats and like how do you know just stop it? i'm like she was saying stop like you know just the way she was starting to side eye it and like or she was, you know, she dips underneath of it. She's saying, go, 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 you know, to where I would say like bed fishing is probably the number one thing to where I feel like you can start to get a grasp of like how a fish like but approaches a bait. shit on you. Dude, which you know what? Like I get people all the time that like, don't get me wrong. I delete and block all the people that are like, oh, you caught another bed fish. One, if you weren't on the boat, shut up. Like, yeah. You didn't see what happened. And like all 90% of the ones that are like, she has a bloody tail. That was a bad fish. Yeah. One, no, it wasn't. She was either, I, I'll go into that in a second of why they have bloody tails. Cause everybody seems to just think it's only no, for bedding. I heard the same thing. Yeah. But the other portion is like, where's your 10 pound bed fish? Like if it's so easy, where's yours? Yeah. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like, I, we had two this year that were over 10 that came off of beds. You know how long those fish took? And we had a bunch, I had like five or six more that never went or they got hooked and came off or. So personally, would you do, I mean, as a guide service, like I'm going to put my clients, whatever I need to do, I'm going to put them on fish. Now, uh, no, I'm not saying I do whatever they want to do. Okay. But I'm not saying like a legal shit, but like. If they want to, you know, if, if I need to go, hey, they want to catch a big fish, and I know he can catch it on the bed. I give them options. So if you come out and you're like, dude, I want to smoke a giant. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we can go toss big baits, or there's fish on beds right now. It's a 50-50. Like, we, might, you, we yeah. might never find a big one. That yeah, big. I've had yeah. trips where we literally stood on the trolling motor for eight hours and went like, 
well, we found a five pounder, but you know, and she wasn't really locked. So we just, that's what he decided he wanted or halfway through the day. He was like, this sucks. Can we go throw swim baits? And I'm like, all right, let's go throw swim baits. Yeah. Most of the time, most guys that come out for swim baits, they'll actually stick with it. Um, there are, I always do give people options. Like I'm like, Hey man, if you just want to catch a couple of fish, cause I have had some people that like at the end of the day, they're like, well, that sucked. I'm like, all right, well, it's what you wanted to do. Like, you know, and I, I you know, it sucks. But at that the they, same time as people got to like get that. You cannot just always catch a swim bait fish, a big swim bait fish. Well, and that's just it. Most times, like most times if, if you give me eight hours, I will get you bit. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying you're going to boat the fish. I'm not saying I will get you bit. But if you go two hours and then start whining about it, I will let you, if you're like, all right, you want to shake a worm? Let's go shake a worm. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's even keeping the morale on the boat high is like, I try to encourage Is that why people, you're kind of trying to price your, your trips to be a big bait trip? Because I'm sure there's times where people might think they want to catch a swim bait fish there, and it doesn't, it doesn't work out the way they think. I, that, yeah, yeah. I've had dudes show up after two hours and they're like, dude, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. This, you know, like I, I say, the same guy, even one time I, I get to the parking lot, he's like, we're going to smoke him today. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Expectation management right now, bro. Like you get two, three bites today. That was a good day. That's bites. Yeah, That's not yeah. even fishing the boat. Like yeah. that's a good day versus if you put one in even better but crush them let's just bring it down here like we you know let's not get ahead of ourselves he was one like i said two hours in he was like you know what dude this wasn't what i thought it was can we just shaking go catch worms. fish yeah fuck it dude we went and had a blast yeah we went and caught up like 25 30 fish shaking worms you know one or two three pounders fun day but it's it's kind of up to them to figure out like hey this is for me this isn't for me mm-hmm. you know and not get pissy about it i've had a few guys that you know and i only touch base on this because i'm sure there's other guides that have the same oh for sure and you know and it, and it helps everyone go like look if you want to do something with any guy if it's you if it's manny if it's all over whoever it is they're going to tell you the same shit and be like well and like yeah you know? come out with like tell your guy what you want to do yeah and then even in yourself know that like if you're there to learn be there to learn like don't be there to worry don't be worried about catching fish you know like like and that's how i go into like the same thing with the like throwing baits like if i catch a fish awesome when i'm learning a bait but i'm more so learning the intricacies of the bait yes. same thing with a technique of like you know, i had a guy a while back came out for jig fishing i think we got like three or four fish but after that he started sending me pictures like dude I'm starting to really get this after what you had talked about, like feeling the jig, like not just mindlessly shaking it, but actually feeling what or that even jig you, is. You know, like, like I've the only I've been on a couple guided trips. I've been with Fred Clenshaw down south. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I learned shit. You yeah. know, like I you learn even like going the saltwater ones with like I go with Benny Florentino or I go with Duane Diego. Which uh, you learn, you always learn something new. It's like that's worth it because that little technique. I'm like, oh shit, okay. And, and I get to apply that. You can apply yeah. it and then start even translating it in which I think it's everybody should be really open ended. I mean, it's fishing. Nobody has a book on like there are no rules in bass fishing. No rules actually apply. You just got to be open minded and just be open to learn and just like, like I said, be willing to be like, oh, I thought it was this, but it works this way. And, you know, like it's fishing, man, to where and you <laughs> just got to be open ended about it. And at the end of the day, be willing to you know, have fun and learn over kill yourself trying to make something happen. Um. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's touch back on the bloody tail of the... Uh, oh, the okay. Tips. So yeah. that's one that <clears throat> I see it all the time, okay? I see bloody tails all year long. Maybe it's just my lakes up there that fish have bloody tails. They're not... Like the one... We had one the other day. She was in a wolf pack of like six fish that I've been working on. They're all sitting on a rock pile eating trout, okay? Mm-hmm. Dude caught her. Her tail was pouring blood out. I wow. promise you she was not on a bed. Yeah. A lot of times what I actually think, I'm sure it does seem like in the spring, and I've done my own research that, oh, it's the cold water, you know, and the warm water and the capillary. I don't even 100% know what it's from. I do think I've caught fish near cover, especially on bluff walls. A lot of them have bloody tails. And I think it has to do with them sitting so close to cover and sitting there and touching it. Just the and, whole time rubbing, yeah. rubbing, rubbing. And then it's the same thing is as a fish gets bigger, they get more scar tissue. It's like my knuckles, you know, and my hands from like fishing and knocking, you know, like my, my what is it, index finger knuckle from snapping it on the reel constantly. Dude, all I got old... to do is touch a reel now and like it just opens up a huge yeah. cut. It's the same thing with their tail. It's a bunch of scar tissue. And you even yeah. look at those big fish and you can see all the nasty scar tissue. It just opens up. So, and, and like even some of the bed fish on my page, mm-hmm. they had zero bloody tails and they came off of a bed. So, like, you know, tell me how <laughs> this works if, you know, every fish with a bloody tail is, you know, immediately bed fish. And then again, it just goes back to like, the shitting on the bed fishing like one i do think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it like i don't think yeah you should be ripping every fish you find off of a bed and live welling them all and you know whatnot like, no right we, i mean you know definitely yeah. you know use your common sense and then be good to those fish they are you know especially if it's a big one like those ones we catch them we take you know put her in the well for a minute get everything set up but we're not holding her out of the water very long get ready pull her out take our pictures put her back in there make sure she's good dump her Mm-hmm. You know, dump her back where she was. Again, I don't think she's going back to the bed. I have my own thoughts on the rituals of how bed fishing or how, you know, spawn goes for fish. Just one, I've listened to scientists actually talk about it as well as my own personal preference of I've seen one female on this bed. And then a week later, I see her on that bed. Like I've seen females go bed on multiple beds, there. you know, and the reason was I tried to catch her for like a week on this bed. <laughs> Didn't. She had a big nasty spot on her back. And then a week later, like 200 yards down the cove, she's up on her bed with another male. Yeah. And I, I did end up catching her. What a slip. But uh, I tell you. <laughs> but the same thing with males. They'll court multiple females to where like people always saying like, oh, if you take the female, you destroy that. They're up there for like 48 hours. Yeah. Right? You know, like okay. at 48 hours, she's gone. At least at my lakes. You have, a, when I find a big one, at most, I have about two, maybe three days before she's just gone. You know, she comes up, does her thing. He's guarding. She takes off to where, you know. But, yeah, the whole, you know. Oh, it's cool hearing a different point of view, like, because, uh, I mean, everyone's got a different point of view. But, like, you, have, it seems like yours is pretty well thought out. You know Which, and, you know, with everything, I'm open-minded, man. Like, my, I could change my thought tomorrow on this. I might talk to somebody that, like, puts it in a different way, and I'll change my. Yeah. Of course. You know, I'm open-ended to it, but from all the research and most of its time on the water, that's where I've come to, like, settle is that, like, is lo- and I think a lot of those fish, my lake, 
this year we maybe found five fish that I figure were like double digits. My lake probably has like 400 of them. Yeah. Like a lot of those ones, nobody ever even gets to see them. Like I think hurting the spawn, maybe in a little lake that's super heavily pressured, but like these guys like, oh, you're jacking up the spawn. Like, man, And maybe, you're, you're fishing a different body of water that's, like, like I said, being from SoCal, from Paris or Skinner, which and it's it, like a small. And, I, and I've heard dude. about those places. I have guys all the time that come up from where, where you're from that come up and do trips yeah. with me. And they're like, dude, this is insane. There's nobody here. He's like, down there, you're elbow to elbow. Just everybody's circling the lake all day to where I'm like, okay, I could see where that could jack up a spawn for sure. If everybody, but again, that goes to like popping every bed fish. He's like, dude's like, oh, I haven't seen one all day. Oh, there's a two pounder. I'm going to get it, you know? You know, yeah, I mean, it... it again, you, 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 that's another thing is I guess you, you people don't understand, like, the different areas of, you know, where you're fishing. These lakes are way different. And you sure. probably get a lot of SoCal dudes commenting. Probably, it could be. <laughs> and that's where they are. Like, they don't understand. Those SoCal like, dudes are real fucking shitheads, dude. You know I mean, <laughs> they all are, dude. I got air, dudes up in my area that are just, just as bad. Kidding. But, I mean, yeah. again, I mean, and it's up to them. That's their point of view. I'm, I'm all for, like, hey, dude, that's your point of view. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't fucking need to hear it. So maybe just keep scrolling instead <laughs> of, like, or there's even dudes that, like, I've blocked most of them, but like they don't even follow me, but they seem to comment every time I make a post. It's like, like you like secretly They're checking trolls, up bro. all day. They're like, trolls. Don't, that's like, how it works. It's funny though. It's like okay, <laughs> all right, whatever. But, um, what's your PB on a swim bait? On a swim bait would be thirteen three. What swim bait was that? Uh, trash fish, actually. Really? Yep. Uh, let's talk about that catch. So that was a fish that I had been working on for two months. Uh, I wow. knew where she lived. I saw her every single day. A lot of guide trips got to see her and meet her. Uh, is she was just sitting in one little area with some shade every day. I could pull up and she'd be there, pretty much. And that's something we'll get into, like me targeting big fish, because that is something that I do a lot. Is I target big fish. So once I find them, I ended up finding her just by happenstance. I cruised past it. I'm like, well, no, maybe I did see. I I think I saw her on a depths 250 first. So that's okay. 250. I think she followed it, turned around, went right what, back to what where. What lake is this, too? This is Maloney's. Maloney's, okay. Yeah, so um, she ended up following it back to the boat and then, you know, turned back around, went right back to where she came from. So, like, I made a couple more casts, cruise up there, and I'm like, dude, she's sitting, like, two foot down in the shade just chilling. I'm like, mm, I'll throw a Cinco at her. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw a Cinco, and she just dips. I'm like, ah. All right, so I come back next day, throw, throw, nothing, nothing. I'm like, just out of curiosity, I wonder if she's there. Go up there, and she's there. I'm like, this is interesting. And I've come, you know, this is, I had actually already started to get in at this point. It's like these big fish, if all the conditions are right, she's not going anywhere, especially largemouth, yeah, man. Like yeah, if yeah. she's got food, shelter, deep water, everything, that's her home. She's going to stay there. It's just a matter of catching her when she's messing up, you know, yeah. which is exactly how I caught her. In all honesty, I can't take any credit for like being like, oh, I'm a stud. I caught her. Total accident catch. Yeah, but it's not because you've been looking at this fish for how well, long? Well, and it was, you know okay, yeah, so, right. I mean, yeah, and it worked out. So the, the actual scenario of me catching her was I did start finding, again, this is over like two months, like every day I'm taking clients. I'm like, we can't catch her, but you want to go see her, you know, and, <laughs> uh, which everybody was like, oh yeah, I want to go see her. And at the time I was saying she was like 10 or 11. That's how big I thought she was like 10 or 11. And we'd come up and be like, dude, that's crazy. And they're like, can I put something in there? I'm like, she'll leave. Yep. She's gone. Uh, but anyways, I started noticing she was more likely to follow stuff around nine or 10, around nine or 10 in my area is when the wind switch happens. And so typically like in the mornings, the wind blows down the river around nine or 10, the wind switch happens and it starts blowing up the river. Roll right at that switch. 
I started noticing she's actually more like like she'll follow wow. a bit more. What a great piece of information, man! The timing. Yeah, which and like and it's a that's a big like uh, the the golden nugget. People say that's well, it's a golden nugget, man. Like I, I said, it could about, be it could be yeah. wind, it could be lake flows, it could be just the way that the sun is hitting this particular mm-hmm. spot. Though you know, there's a lot of environmental factors that like again bringing it all together. And again, it does kind of take a weirdo mind for you to be like you know tweaking out on that hard that you're like okay this 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 this. But if you can really analyze and be more. I mean, I might have ADHD is why I pick all this out, but like, <laughs> I mean, literally I'm like, what is the, what the, there's a ripple. There's a, the weeds were going this way. The, there's a stick up here. The sun was there. Like I really analyze everything and I, I find it, it's helped me immensely, but going back to that catch, mm-hmm. I had a trip that day, cancel at like six 30 in the morning. I'm already at the ramp. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll go fish for a little bit. So, and I think it was a worm trip that day. So anyways, I launched the boat, whatever. And I get out and there's a bunch of worm rods. So I'm like swapping the rods. And I remember it vividly is like the wind started to pick up. And I'm like, the wind switch, it, it kind of happened early this morning. It's like eight o'clock. So like pull out my trash fish, pull out something else. And that was just stuff that I had been throwing at that point in time. Bomb all the way up there. Freaking get right on this rock pile. And I mean, I, I throw down and I mean, it hit I mean, bad cast. I hit the rock that I was trying to get past. <laughs> I was trying to bring it like right down past the rock and yeah. I hit the freaking rock. Hey, did one of your clients what they did, huh? Yes. And, it, and so like, and it lands right in the shade. I'm like, Oh, it landed on her head. So I'm like, burn, 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 get it out of there. I'm like, you know what? Just finish it. And the second I stop, she eats it. And I'm oh God. And in your honestly, head where you're like, no way. Well, in my head, in all honesty, I'm like, Oh, and then, and I'm throwing on a 15 pound test, and I mean, it just goes. What are you throwing it on? I was throwing on a 15 pound test. It's just a little trash fish, a little bluegill trash fish. 15 pound mono? Uh, fluoro. Fluoro, okay. Yeah, so it might have even, oh, been, it might have even been 12, to be honest. But I mean, she just starts roping line out to where I'm like, oh God, oh God. She's just what going, going. Were you using? I use Chinese knockoffs out of China. They're DMKs, they're like 30 bucks. Really? That's yeah, all I use. Oh fuck! I need to talk to you about gear now. Yeah, I'm gonna make a whole game changer right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm I'm a cheap ass man to be honest. <laughs> like, if well, I, finish your fish. Yeah, I don't so, want ADD out. So like in, I yeah. Do. So anyway, so she ends up getting around the rock pile. I can feel my line just dragging on it. And to be honest, this question, I'm like, is this a catfish? I mean, it's owning me, owning me. I yeah. get around the rock pile, chase her out to deep water. She goes down, and really, I'm like, I think I have a catfish. Like this thing's like. Fighting it to this day, it's the hardest fighting bass I've ever had. Okay. I mean, just no give up. I mean, no, no joke. Probably like a four minute fight. Like she's just owning me. That's a long time. For it, yeah, yeah. And well, the, the the flip side was it was in the middle of July. She's full bore, warm blooded, and it was a thirteen three. She was a big fish. And you had fucking and fifteen I had, or twelve pounds. Yeah, I had light line, <laughs> and I was babying her somewhat because. Like, as I got around the rock pile, I could, as my line's coming in, I can hear it coming through my guides just chafed. Oh, where I'm like, fuck, oh, dude. God, like, I'm just going to go. In, long story short, ended up getting her up, getting her in the boat. Like, kind of ecstatic at this point. Again, like, my, I, I'm a little bit weird as I'm like, all right, put her in the well. I got some more I got to go catch. So, boom, I bomb up. I end up getting my other rock piles. I ended up sticking, like, four more, five or six pounders that day. <gasps> Snapped off another super giant. And I mean, like I said, but it was for me, like even I had a recent trip where kid caught a 14 and I'm like, put her in the well, put her in the grill, cast, cast, cat. Like when it's go time, it's go time. Like you got to take in your hands. You, yeah. You, like you're not enjoying that fish until you know it's yeah, done. Like exactly. Once like, do you think you changed your mindset because you're a, a guide though? No, I've always been. You like, just want to get them all. Fuck it. Dun, what, dun, yeah, dun, which, go, go, go. Okay. 
I had a tournament years back where, like, first cast of the day, I boat, like, an 11-something. Actually, it was one of the big swim bait, or swim bait tournament. Anyways, I mean, literally, me, like, my partner, Netzer, I unhook her. He's putting her in the well, and I'm already recasting. Like, I could give, <laughs> like, when, when it's going, yeah. and it's from what I've seen, is just, like, when it's go time, you have to take advantage of it. Because I have it, like, recently I had a guy who even argued with me about it for a minute. Adam is another one. He's regular, but... We pull up on this rock pile, and I'm like, throw, you know, blah, blah, blah. He sticks like a six and a half. Gets to the boat, unhook her, rehook it. I'm like, go, go. He's like, no, 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 dude, I'm good. I'm like, throw the bait in the water. Yeah. Throws out seven and a half. Oh, We're my like, God, When dude. it's go time, it's go time. Like, when you get one bite, like, typically she's not the only one up doing it. To where, like, I think, and again, like, even, even my dude who caught the 14, I mean, he was like, dude, I feel like I didn't enjoy it enough. And I'm like, honestly, that's kind of my bad. Like, because I was, like, pressuring you, like, go, 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 go. To where, like, it's probably my bad. But at the end of the day, but like. But the thing is, is I'm going to enjoy it. You want to know why? It's the fucking well. I'm yeah. going to pull it out. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to slap its belly. Yeah, we're going to take whatever a I got to do with it. You know, like. Yeah, you can. Like, and even with his, I mean, there was a time where he's just staring at her in the well. And she's beautiful. She's doing well. Put release me in Dude. there. Just let her be calm. Which also, I will say, release me in big fish. Big on that. Big on that. Okay, okay. It keeps them calm. It calms them down. Like, and really, the only, it's the only, I think it's like, please release me. It actually is a sedative and will calm those fish down. Okay. And versus them, like, I've seen big fish get jacked up from thrashing in a well. Like, if you guys are catching big ones, just note self before you do pitchers, put some of that stuff in there. And they calm down. They calm down. Okay. They're not fighting. Because I've seen big fish hurt themselves, you know, start thrashing around yeah. while dudes holding her. I had a dude one time kill a nine-pounder, dropped her clean on her head. Did you eat her? Huh? Did you eat her? Unfortunately, I couldn't. It was at a lake where there's no <laughs> there's no catch and keep. It's all catch and release. So, hold on. Did you say dropped her on her head? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what? I got to piss real quick, but. Yeah, we can take boss. I need another. I need uh, to finish my beer. Because I was going to ask you about boat flipping. Because I talked, and now that makes that's a whole other subject. Yeah. Quick break. So you talked about your client dropping that nine and killing it, right? Yeah, but and that was an accident. It was. It was an accident. It was during. It was during taking pictures, uh, and that was. I mean, it was a complete accident. Was Mm -hmm. we were taking pictures? He dropped her. Fish kind of flipped out. Well, right as he was like trying to like move so his his son could get up. Um, it just, it went bad and he dropped her, hit her head. I mean, and I, I mean, the second she hit her head, I went, cause I mean, I saw her just square right on the step, catch her head. And I mean, it was done boat flipping. I mean, one, I mean, I've seen like, I've seen some people boat flip some giants to where like, if you can do it awesome, as long as you're not banging them into stuff. But even then like, yeah, I mean, don't let them thrash around for a while. You know I mean? Because I'm like that, that was a, I mean, I don't give a shit, but I just want to know the science behind it or maybe the experience. My, my so like, experience you know what I'm saying? is like, for sure, if you like, and don't, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it. I've flipped fish in and they freaking bounce around and slam their head. And I mean, they're hot. They're trying to get away. You yeah. know, they're going nuts to where 99% of all the big fish over five pounds were busting out of net. You know, the only time I personally don't uh, like net a fish is when like, if I'm even second guessing grabbing the net, she's just getting boat flipped because I know that's I've had too many experiences of like Losing. get the net, yeah, no, yeah, get the yeah. net, no, oh, oh, she's gone. To where it's like if you're even second guessing it, just bring her in. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I've watched people do it successfully with big ones, and it, they didn't thrash. Sometimes I don't think big ones typically like once they hit the deck, they're they're typically a little bit more docile. But I have in my experience watched fish 
go berserk in the boat and big, thra- ones. big ones and <laughs> thrash around where you're like, oh, come down, come down. <laughs> as well as like, I mean, their hooks are now getting in the side of their face and like, they're big fish, man. Like yeah, you got to yeah. take care of them. Like she's at the end, you know, like I don't know how much longer she has, but five more sores on her face isn't going to help her. Any, yeah. You know, no, that, that was one I've always, I mean, I had Butch and Fumi kind of talk about it and what they thought and they're not into it. But like I said, it's, each his own. It's just like bed fishing. Well, like, it doesn't. The, it doesn't. I'll touch on another point that I see people do that pisses me off all the time. Mm-hmm. Is weighing big fish by their gill plates pisses me off. You'd rather pop a hole? Nope. Put them in a bag. Tear the bag. I do okay. it all the time on my bag. Tear the bag. Put her in the bag. Weigh the bag. Weigh her in the bag. You're when you put when you have a even a nine eight nine pounder hanging from their gill plate. It's like me grabbing you by your chin and hanging you like. Yeah, you might live. <laughs> like it's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, like you yeah. might tear. And I've I've read a bunch of stuff about like even holding one hand. Is it's not almost great. like they do the carp. Like the same. Yeah. Same way they do carp. Yeah. It, it, you put them in a bag. It's just the more respectful way to go about it. Versus, and I've even seen like I've seen some stud dudes like I mean just jab a hole and pop a hole in their freaking jaw and mm-hmm. do it. Again, I absolutely hate that dude. I mean, it, it like viscerally pisses me off when I see it. It's like. I caught one a couple of years ago that like was one of those fish to where like, if I could find who did this, I'd square them in right in the nose. It's like, she was a giant fish. I mean, she, I think she only weighed like nine ninety eight or something like that. But the frame of her was massive. One of the biggest fish I've ever caught. Um, her back was this skin. I mean, she was skinny as could be, but the insides of her jaws, like where people would put coal clips or hang them oh, both sides. Dude. I could put my fist through either side. Both of them were torn completely open. And I think she was starving to death. Yeah. She sucks stuff in. It goes right back out the jaw. You know, like she's having a harder time. It's like, dude, this was a, a one in a million fish, trophy fish, yeah. trophy fish. And like, if you ever listen to, uh, the pond boss, uh, Bob, Bob Lusk or Lung or something like mm-hmm. that. He's a scientist guy from back east. He does big talks about which you guys look him up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He he talks about bedding fish. He talks about like how it's like one in a million, one maybe it's one in ten million for a fish to reach ten pounds. Like everything has to go right in life. Wow, dude. To where like when you add up those sheer odds and then like you see people treating them like garbage, it's it infuriates me. It does. It pisses me off, you know, to where like and don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of killing fish. I've even had fish like I hooked her in a bad spot. It happens. You know, the biggest one I've ever killed was 12. She ate it bad. She had a trouble hooking the gill. I tried for an hour letting her go. I did eat that one, uh, which, by the way, de- yeah. yeah, really. How how good do they taste? They, garbage. Yeah, and the, yeah. and honestly, the, the size fillets that I got out of her were, like, no bigger than you'd get out of a three- or four-pounder. She was nothing but head and guts. Yeah. To where, like, small, they tasted super gamey. It was gross. This is, like, 10 years ago. But, I mean, if you're going to keep bass, I'm all for it. I keep bass. Eh, maybe once a year, maybe. But I mean, I don't have Small any guys. Problem. Yeah, one to three pounders, and I like spots better. Eat, eat all the spots you want. Leave the largies alone. But you know, spotted bass, no, I think we, they taste we better calico, too. I calico bass. I mean, yeah, I exactly. Like I mean, I don't see any problem. And even I think I've heard some other you know guys talk about it. I don't think it's a big deal keeping smaller fish. It's probably even better for the lake. Less mouths to like. Everywhere has a carry. But do you capacity. feel like because you live up north, like I feel like it's a different mentality up here where there's a lot more hunting. A lot more lot, people eating. Like subsistence yeah, living exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. So here I feel like it's a little more acceptable than down south where I don't give a shit, you know, but yeah. someone will see someone take a three-pounder out and go, that could have been a fucking, you know, whatever. Because we're living in like a populated area, that city. No, and which I know? could somewhat agree with is that like 
if I had 10,000 guys fishing my lake and possibly 10,000 guys, which actually, hold on, we'll, we'll break it down to like this. I've actually watched that exact scenario happen at Hogan to where like at Hogan, DFG, if you ever hear this, change the limit on stripers at Hogan. Because right now it's zero size limit, 10 per day. I watch stripers? Stripers. Oh, I watch fuck. dudes keep fish this big, six, eight inches. Are you big on striper fishing too? You like striper I fishing? I love striper okay. fishing. Okay. I love, I, love I, kept, I mean, honestly, I love kept just catching. Yeah, fish. But stripers, largemouth spots, that's that's my jam. Okay. Um, but the fishing's gone downhill there. It's like 10 years ago before like that place kind of blew up and started becoming on the radar, like catching five, 10 pounders wasn't a big deal. Like at that point, I think my biggest out of there is 19, like we we got it's some pretty fish. it's a big fish yeah. for a little lake like it is there were some better and somebody like a couple years before i caught my 19 dude caught a 32 out of there nice. there were some big fish in there i'm sure there still are some but i've watched those the the ones that would boil go from like three to six pounders to like one to four pounders not a huge jump in like you know like i mean it's a couple pounds though you watch those fish they're not getting to that same size because everybody's keeping them to where like it goes both ways. I think keeping is Hogan a private lake though. No, no, no. You know it's uh, Army Corps. Okay, which Army Corps changed the uh, whoever can change the limits change the limits. They Just, can do whatever they want. That's kind of like their. I think it's DFG who okay. regulates right. that. But either way, somebody should change it because no size limits ridiculous. Make that's it eighteen crazy. inches. Yeah. Make it whatever right. to where they at it's least like have a large a chance. mouth almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, make it to where you know in large mouth. I think there should be a slot limit. I think yeah. over like eighteen inches, you shouldn't be able like. On my boat, which some people have gotten pissed about, if it's over 15 inches, you ain't keeping it. You can keep whatever you want other than that. But mine is 12 to 15. Do you get people coming out to eat, though? Like they'll, Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, See, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have a different area. That's what's cool is, like, you kind of are in a different area. Like, SoCal, I'm pretty sure that people don't come out to guide trips. They'll come out just to, to catch the fish. Gotcha. People aren't fucking eating them. I don't think. I, mean, I, have, I, don't I have people that come out and like, like I had one. <laughs> hey, we're coming for fucking beer, wait, wait, And that was dude with like, first thing he says, so we can keep them, yeah? I'm like, yeah, you keep whatever you want. And then, and then I think I was like, but if it's over like 15 inches, you know, like four or five pounds, we're dumping. He's like, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. You know, but I've had dudes get mad about dumping, you know, not being able to keep four or five, six pounders. It's like. That's my guide. Rules. That's my guide rules. Yeah. That, that's you know, I this is my this is my job. This is my job security. These are my coworkers, dude. I need them to you know, like if I'm going to keep a trophy fish, you know, fishery going. You're taking yeah, you're you're, you're yeah, taking yeah, away yeah, yeah. my you know, and that's the same mm-hmm. thing even big ones. I mean, and with like like I said, with eating them and everything like that. Once they get over five pounds, you're not getting much more meat. If anything, and if you want to get them. Like a replica or a mount made replica looks better, anyways. You take good pictures, some measurements, and yeah. And the dude that does them, I think there's a guy back east. Um, I talked to someone about it, I saw a video. There, he has all he has like every fucking fish. The guy, yeah, which and it's dude, like he has 14, so much better, 13, you know, like they yeah. look better than the, yeah. the skin mounts that I've seen. Like they might look good at first, a few years later, they start looking like crap, they're getting all gr- like, yeah, you know. The, the Did replica, you get a mount for yours? No, no, no I is that bad luck. No, I just I don't think it'll be my biggest. Whoa, look at the dick on this guy. Huh? Like I, you know, I I know it sounds cocky to say that. No, I mean that's not. I mean, do you think what's I'm, the record? I'm, I'm confident. You know what I'm saying. What's the record in there? Uh, in Hogan, I think I have the record. I think that is the record, that's, as far as I know. Okay, Rec, uh, Hogan doesn't keep records of fish coming out of there. So, 
There's whispers. I know of two other 14s that have been caught out of there. Okay. One, a guy caught one the same year I caught mine. Caught it out of a striper boil on a whopper plopper. It was like 14 even. Wow. And then I know Alex Nepeus, who's another mother load stud up there, from what I understand, caught like a 14-1 on a drop shot or something. Years, a drop shot. Drop shot, I don't know. <laughs> years prior to that, 14-5's the biggest I've heard of coming out of there. So in my mind, I'm like, I have a lake record. But who knows? I mean, people catch – there's a lot of people who, like in all the lakes up here that are everywhere, that fish, they catch a giant fish. They don't know about records. They don't. They just take yeah, it home, you yeah. know, or you know, it, let yeah. it go or yeah. whatever. But – I mean, yeah. So that's cool. That's a, I mean, that's but a good point. Maloney's, I fished the most probably. The record in the heyday was like 18 and a half. At Maloney's? Yeah, but there's still some. I mean, the, the catching fish that big, it's all timing. You know, like I, I've recently gotten into measuring fish. Pre this, I always just did weights. And like, there's times Why I'm so? like, uh, it stemmed from honestly a client who's actually now a buddy. My buddy Steve O is like, Oh dude, let's, you know, let's get length and you know, the whole girth with the, like he has the, what is that? The working class board yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of cool actually. You know? So like, it was like two years ago we started, you know, freaking running and, uh, I've gotten into it now and it's amazing that I never really put it together is like this year, like the heyday, like I had an 11 this year that was 22 inches long by like 21 inches around. Oh my God. That's she was just short. a football yeah. dude. She was stout on another fish I had been working on uh, for a while. And I knew her and I thought I had the big one that's been hanging out with her. But anyways, <laughs> I could tell that was her because that one I had been looking at, like you could see the white on her belly when she's mm -hmm. swimming, she's waddling around. But then like later, a couple of weeks later, I had a guy catch one that was like, 24 and a half inches long by like 13 inches around that weighed like eight to where it's like it's crazy like where big. where are they well it's post spawn yeah you know and even not even just post spawn some fish it's just like us some fish are built big fish some fish just never put on that yeah, weight yeah. they get too long and i think it's even where they are in their life cycle from what i understand from like research is the new research is saying around like nine, 10 years old, they peak. Those are, those are the ones that you're seeing that are like 16, 17, 18 pounds. That's when they're at their peak. And after that, they keep their, they've already grown like me. I'm at the top height I'm going to yeah, get. Yeah. As you get old, as they get older, well, one, they're still hunting every day. You know, like they're starting to lose weight. They're not as efficient at it. They're getting yeah. old, you know, kind of thing to where they start losing weight. Like I, so then what's the prime year? I, I personally don't know what the prime year is. The research it's still new as I know I read a thing. I couldn't tell you where it was from. Google it, somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but they were saying they were getting fish that were like five, six years old that were already pushing nine, 10 pounders. You know, under the previous knowledge that I always came up with, they get about a pound per year, which now new studies are starting to show. No, they're actually growing faster. But then than they that. should, they should peak out like a person, like where mm -hmm. you're going to hit. Yeah. You're going to hit Which, like, you know, when you're in your forties, it's like, okay, I'm going downhill now. Well, and, and <laughs> it goes back to like, uh, that the, the pond boss talks about is like, same thing with me is like, oh, well, for like six years, I eat fucking Cheetos and drink beer a lot, you know, like <laughs> obviously that's going to affect my health and I'm not going to be all yoked. You know what I'm saying? So like if I'm eating freaking, you know, grass fed beef and working out every day, like I'm going to be a big dude to where it's the same thing. I feel like with those fish is that like, and that's why I think trout is so important. Like so eating the trout makes them. Yeah. Because you know, during the winter, other yeah. than that, they're eating crawdads and maybe some trout like in, like in Maloney's. So would, would a crawdad be like a, a Bud Light and then like, yeah, uh, like trout would be like a protein shake. <laughs> yes. No, dude, it's one. It, that's exactly. But 
But like, imagine like when, like during that winter period when they're normally their metabolism is slow. Yeah. They're not eating as much. They're eating like crawdad here, maybe a shad there. Now they're getting a trout every other day to where in some regards i think some of these fish get obese like for sure oh, yeah they're yeah, not yeah. meant they're, to get that big yeah. like you know what i'm saying to where i mean that trout real and we saw it may and maloney's i saw it for sure we watched the number of our giants decline is because right about 2015 we stopped getting trout plants is our local hatchery got flooded during that big storm and for whatever reason other places couldn't there was a big debacle of why mm -hmm. most of California actually went through a span of like nobody was getting trucks. I know you guys went through the same thing yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. They're like, dude, I'm my license price is going up every year and you're <laughs> you're putting in less trout. Like, but anyways, I mean, this year was the first year we've had trout in quite a few and we got three plants. And I mean, I've, I'm already seeing the difference. I'm already watching two and three pound spots that we were catching are now fours and fives that quick that quick and it's Damn, not even i mean dude. they're the same they're, it's the same length fish isn't that crazy just, i mean now, just in, now they, she, I, yeah they're now, eating a fish this big that's why yeah, they're eating a fucking exactly you know? she eats two trout now she's two pounds heavier Fuck, she eats dude. one trout she's like pound heavier and then that trout you know slowly digests and she gets another one now, you know like it makes a difference in these fish to where like and like like hogan's a prime example of like those it just has freaks and one they eat the baby stripers there to where it's similar to the trout plant they have baby stripers to eat on all the time, but like you can see it in the fishery itself, though, is like there are some big ones that are eating stripers there, but the fishery itself will never be what it, like one of those trout fed lakes is. It's just because it doesn't have the food, you know, like. But then the striper eating the largemouth as well, right? For sure, yeah, for sure. To where it's a double edged sword, to where, yeah. like I said, that that's one of those lakes to where, like. Hit and miss, kind of. Yeah, you, it has giants for sure, but yeah. it's not like, you know, Maloney's to where, like, and Maloney's. We had our first trout plant in like five years in December, like first week of December. Almost every day for two weeks after that, there was a double digit caught. Like, I mean, it was boom, boom, so they're boom, probably boom, like a boom, shitload boom. of sevens, eight to nines, and they boop, yeah, all bulked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. And they were just, and it's like I said, even with the post spawn fish, yeah, they're big fish. They're just, she's been on a bed for a week and maybe another bed for another couple days, and she's put everything out, and now she's a thin fish. It's going to take her a while to bulk back up and then even then just the eggs them like she has two trout and an extra pound and a half from eggs that's when you start getting those like we had uh dude got a 13 something a while back and uh she was a thin fish i mean like when you held her by the mouth you could see her, the, her throat open i mean there was nothing in there mm -hmm. towards like giant fish i think i don't remember what her dimensions were um but, but should, she should have been maybe like, like 15 or 16 yeah to where like if you if you gave her a pound of eggs and like two trout now you're talking yeah like 16 maybe 17 pound fish oh, a big man. fish you know to where like i've looked it up the world record at a was that japan i think maybe Biwa, Biwa. Biwa or yeah. whatever yeah yeah so that fish 31 <clears throat> 31 inches okay that's a, what it was like 20 huge dude. 22 or 24 whatever it is yeah. That's about max length that those fish get. From there, it's all girth. And that's to where, like I said, timing is everything on those big fish. Is like this time of year, it's kind of sad. We catch fish that you're like, that, like even dude who caught that one that was super skinny, he's like, that's the biggest fish I've ever caught. I'm like, what's your biggest? He's like, eight. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, she's missing half of her. Like, she's a, don't get me wrong, the frame, she is probably the biggest fish you ever caught. Yeah. But she's not packing the weight. That toward, sucks, yeah. I mean, like, you see the, you see the, uh, the issues in the fish more than you're like going, man, that's a, you know, 12 or 10. 
Yeah. It should be a 15 or 16. Which, in all honesty, yeah. I've even thought, like, starting to keep a frozen thing of shad to be like, here you go, sweetheart. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, yeah, yeah, like yeah, help like, her out. Like, I mean, I and literally it's like, I, you know, I wish these fish had more food. But, I mean, in some regards, it's, it's nature, dude. They're coming. Yeah. They're going. It is yeah. what it is. But there are certain fish where you're like, God, oh, dude, she's out on her last leg. She's a big one. But, like, we, even that one that, that that dude caught, I don't know if she made it. Like mm-hmm. that might have been the last straw for her. She getting caught, that stress on her, that might have been the last leg. She might have swam out. She did swim away. She swam away fine, but she might have gone, sat on the bottom, didn't get another did. meal for a yeah. week, and she's done. Fuck man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit like that's wild. I mean, even just doing the research on the fish like that, or seeing your fishery, which everyone does the same thing. I'm sure they're seeing their their deal, but I mean, uh you care about it so much more than everyone else because this is your livelihood as well. yeah my livelihood and it's even just i mean i think there's a like that same portion of me that's like so into fishing it's like it's same like again even if this wasn't my life even before this was like before i was a guy like i still practice really good you know and like paid attention to those things and like even we had uh when we were heavy in trout plants we had a uh like a disease kind of thing going on and it was from the trout plants it was a disease that from them dumping in the trout, they carried that disease. It would spread, showed up a lot more in the spots, but they would get this in the summertime. We would get the worst, like August, September, they'd get this like almost like ick on them. And like, there was one time I boat flipped a four pounder and I swear to God, half the scales on her body oh, came off. Fuck. She started pouring blood. I'm like, Ooh, that thing's just, yeah, like, kick her off. That thing's disgusting, dude. Um, the ick like SpongeBob. Yeah. Like, and it's like, Ugh. but I mean, and that's, it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, you know, what can you do in that thing? But in the mind and same thing is like when I'm out fun fishing and I'm keeping like four to, you know, two to take pictures with or whatever, like, even if I catch a good one, don't put her in the well with the other one. Like you're going to spread that now to that other healthy yeah, fish. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just stuff like that. that like, I don't know. Again, it might be because I'm so like, you know, I think it t- in tuned with it. Yeah. In tuned. And even like, I'd be lying if like anytime I take a drive, I'm not listening to one of your podcasts. Like yeah. I turn off the radio and I just think about fishing. Like, <laughs> like it's a problem. Like I have a problem with it. It's, it's an addiction at this point, but I mean, I don't know. There were things, I guess. Well, but, that's why you're a guide, dude. Well, and it's also, I mean, part of my, my success. That's part of, like I said, if that's, I see that difference in people of like, you got it or you don't, you know? And like, even like, like it's funny because like when I've listened to your podcast with like Gilbert and I've watched some of his YouTube stuff and it's amazing to like, like just hearing that dude. I'm like we could be friends. Like we have he has that. You same- uh, there's, there's so many guys I talk to. I go man, have you talked to this guy? And they're like no. And I'm like, just by talking to these certain people, I go. You got if you guys talk, you talk for like five hours. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like a and you or like Gilbert or like Jeremy from Black Duck. All these guys, all you guys have this thing. Yep. When and you guys like have this little thing where it's like, oh, I break this down like big, you know, super far, too far. Yeah. Which and that's where, like I said, I, sh- I mean, I should keep a journal, but yeah. I just don't have the time. But with, you don't. With, but that you have that thing. It's in your head already. Like you already. Yeah, but there. You know I think saying? I could put together more patterns and stuff that like I wouldn't. You know, like I can only remember so much to where like there's certain patterns and certain stuff that, like, granted, I have a good memory, you know, but. If I kept a journal, which probably if I slow down on the guiding a little bit, I probably will start to keep a journal again. Mm-hmm. Years back I did when I didn't know anything, which didn't serve me any good. But <laughs> uh, nowadays, I mean, like I said, when I get off the water, you know, I wake up at 3, you know, chit shower, shave, get to the water by 5, whatever, get, get off the water by 4 or 5. When I get home, put the boat away, hang out with the fam, 
you know, and which is also part of why, like I said, I might be going like part time with the guy. Dude, that's got to be hard because you're home. What five, four, five? Sit with the family until eight, nine. Yep. You got to go to bed. Yep, and that's I make dinner, hang out with the kids as much as I can. You make dinner? I make dinner every oh, night. Oh man, man. Yes. I, that's yeah. <laughs> Do some dishes afterwards, whatever you know. Like I'm not, yeah, I had a you know, I still have a family to run at the same time. Like you <laughs> right? know, like yeah, I get it. Like that, that's how dudes get divorced right there. Is like not making <laughs> hey, dinner, not keyword, you know, make dinner, guys. Yeah, no, I don't. I uh, should. <laughs> no, I mean you know for sure you can share, it, but I mean at the same time like there's still my responsibilities at home. And even stuff like, dude, during COVID, I started a bunch of projects, you know, like I wasn't working. So I started doing house this and, and yeah, like my, like half my house has new floor and half doesn't like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like there's other stuff that still goes on to where like the, for what I charge and like, I mean, guys charging less than me, I have no idea how they're doing it. I mean, I charge three fifty, and at, at one point I was the most expensive guy in my area. Other guys are starting to come up and raise Dude, more, that but doesn't, that's not that much. It's, it's not. And then, and also I look at for like what I'm giving away. As well as just my time, like, dude, same thing. I'm up at three. So, like, my day start, like, my actual work day starts at like 4 30. My, my end at 4 35 to where then, like, okay, well, I blew $80 in gas. Dude lost my Batesmith mag, so there's another hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, when in my, in you know, way, do you have any sponsors? Uh, yeah. So, Optimum Bates, Matt Pano, love that guy. Love that guy's the a real Bates. dickhead, I heard, huh? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, he probably gets annoyed with me. I bug the <laughs> shit out of him. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, he he helps me out a ton. So, you've been using that maybe a little more, you know, like if you if you have those baits, it's easier to, to kind of yeah, guide sure. with them as well. Yes, but I'm, and I, I've, told, I've told anybody that I work with like this is that. I throw your baits when they work. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going to wolf ticket about your shit. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we caught it on 250. Like, hide that, hide that. You know, like, <laughs> like, I mean, it is what it is for sure. We catch fish on the 250. I love the 250s, all the depth stuff. There's a lot of other depth stuff a lot of people don't know about that is awesome stuff. Right. Right now, that the the madness stuff, that the Balam and that Sep R9, yeah. everybody's sleeping on those things, which – I don't, I mean, I'm okay with it. Uh, it it's, that it's, means you can get them. Well, I, well, even still then, you look good luck getting them right now because that stuff's impossible. But, like, that, that figure eighting thing has changed my entire outlook on swim baits. Like, fig, like, You'll do the fucking figure eight next to the boat, and it'll it'll work. Yeah, there's some videos about to start showing up because I've been keeping it pretty tight-lipped here for a minute. Because a lot of it looks bullshit to me. I'm like, this is fucking work, dude. <laughs> Come up tomorrow. Come up when you have a day off, dude. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm sure right you do. In front of you. I'm sure but, you do. So you're going to have a video come out of you. Yeah, so I just went out, Nick Smith. I think I hooked two that day. Get one in the boat, figure eighting. Yesterday, I got like 20 pounds, all figure eight fish. Um, like a couple days before that, I got one almost like, I don't know, six something, figure eighting. When's that video coming out? I don't know. Nick said he just finished it. And again, me and Nick, I mean, it wasn't 100% figure eighting. It was me and Nick kind of. It's hard he's thing. A, with, hey, Nick's fucking a great dude. He's a no, dude, dude, I love Nick. The only problem with Nick is like it's hard for me to focus with Nick because Nick's the funniest fucking dude, and like we have such a good time together that dude, like even on the podcast when Adam, I'm like, dude, you're fucking funny, mother. You know, like dude, you're he going, is, dude, and he, you know? he, that is Nick all the time. To where yeah. like constantly with just jokes and screwing around, where I'm like, dude, like I'm trying to be serious. Like even like like because we do stuff for Savage Gear too. To where like you know. uh yeah, I'm like, dude, like, we got freaking Sam out from Florida filming and, like, Nick's screwing around. I'm like, Nick, let, let, let's be serious. Let's catch fish. But it's never a dull moment with that. I, I love that, dude. I love that about him. But I think he said he just finished that video to where you guys will for sure get to see it. I know Optimum Baits, 
they dumped a video a while back on their YouTube where I figure it won in the very beginning of the video. They did dim it down in like the lighting to where mm -hmm. you can't see exactly what I'm doing. And I think I might've even asked him to do that. Cause I was like, don't blow my spot. <laughs> but, um, at this point at this, and, then, and that was it when is I, what it is now. Huh? Well, and even I, I, I was still learning it to where I had a couple of spots where I can do, I do it everywhere now. Mm -hmm. Like now I've learned it you to the point to where I figured it out to where it's me and I, me and Nick are probably going to end up doing a video here soon, actually really breaking down because it, it's, it seems like when I was watching Shemita's, Shemita's videos and trying to learn it, it was the most frustrating thing. Cause I'm like, he's just fucking just <laughs> slapping the bait on the water and it's that's not working. I, that's what I'm saying. You know, what and did I you do fucking, you well, yeah, well, and I'm even like, dude, it's japan only yeah, they have yeah. different fish over there for yeah. a long time i said that i was like they just have different fish more and aggressive you, fish you think you got it kind of nailed oh right? i have it now i have it now uh, again oh i can't wait dude i'm I, I still mean, learning but like yesterday was one of the days i called matt last night and i'm like dude i'm just so excited i just have to tell you like i actually think i have this down and yeah. we talked about it and i mean it is it's different like the figure eight from how I do it on Maloney's versus how I do it on Hogan or Pedro or the Delta, how I, it's different everywhere I go. But it's the same thing about reading fish. It's like, like I said, about reading glide fish, reading bed fish. You have to read those figure eight fish. Like you can't just like one size fits all, like just boop, 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 boop. They might it, want to stutter or they might want to, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah well, and you have to read like, does she like that? Does she not like that? Because there's certain fish you'll watch them kind of come up, come up, come up, and it's too fast and they want it slower. Other fish want it fast. Other fish want it aggressive with like slows. Like it's like, doosh, hey, it's doosh. like figuring out a woman. Dude, 100%, dude. <laughs> like every girl has, you know, like a couple of moves that work and you try that on the next one, like... It ain't gonna work, brother. Yeah, like she and she's even gonna be like, "What is all that?" You know? No, but I mean, it's one hundred. No, that's kind of it's, it's interesting to me. Like this little shit like that is just like, and I can't wait to see the video. That'd be fucking cool. Man. Yeah, which yeah. hopefully Nick's will break it down some. I think we talk about it a little bit. It's more I just kind of want to actually like show that it can be done because I know Matt's been getting irritated probably a little bit with me because I do have some other videos like, like I had a client the other day I didn't even know he was videoing me because. I've been poaching a lot of client fish. It's like, I'll have them throw a big bait, and then I'm like, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, pull yours out of the water. Do, 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 do. Like, there it is. To where, oh, no way. Yeah, to where, like, I'm, I'm not getting to video it, and also, you know, it's just the name of the game. I haven't had time to get out there and then just have somebody film me, which I, actually, if anybody's available next Thursday, I need somebody to come film for me. Uh, hit me up. If, as long like under a hundred bucks though i can't i can't afford much but uh anyways like if i you get them gopros everywhere fucking which see and that was the other day so yesterday that's exactly what happened was i got out there i'm like oh i'm gonna turn on a gopro yesterday i was actually um yeah anyways i planned on GoProing all day first card goes dead or first battery goes dead i'm like oh that one's dead too all oh, that one's dead too all oh, that one's dead too i'm like where's my charger cord oh, i left it at home so i got oh, two Two on film, just eating the ballum on the regular burn, burn, stop. But like as soon as the sun gets up and I'll start figure eighting, none of it's on Nothing. film. To where I need somebody to actually like. That's a hard, man. It's so hard getting shit on film. Like it's. Oh, it's not. It's even, a, a heck. Like Nick, what it. he does, I'm like, dude, he's yeah. on top of it. You know? He like, is. Yeah. Well, and that was even the day we went out. He's like, you get a chest cam and I get a chest cam. <laughs> and then my dad's back here filming. And we're going to set another GoPro there. Yeah. I'm like me doing that on my own Not like happening. dude i can't run one on my own yeah. like it goes dead and i'm like meh i'll turn <laughs> oh there's one i'm like damn i should have changed the yeah car. exactly you know and, but it is what it is in some regards i mean 
I think it almost somewhat like kind of helps me because I, you know, I am like, oh, check it out. This was cool, you know, to where, you know, and video. The other thing is like, there, what you're doing for the most part, you can't hide on video. Yeah. And like, I have had certain videos, like I've done even, like I've even told Nick, like, mm, hold on to that for a month. And I, like, I've still, like, with trips I've had, I, a while back we had a bite that I kind of exposed on Maloney's, which was running Creek Channels, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 late spring, anyways, like, that video episode airs two days later. I got dudes blown past me on plane, like ten. So I heard the same thing when uh, I think she, you know Sean Anderson, Fish on Guide Services. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sean said the same thing when he did the one with the informative fisherman. Yeah, I'm not with uh, with the with the tactile bassing guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you, he's like, dude, it blew it up. Like he's like, I didn't think it was gonna do it, and you just don't know sometimes. Like you're not, you know, if somebody sees it, and again, you can't. You can't always, like, crap on people for doing it. Like, I get it. If you're catching big fish on yeah, film, they yeah. want to go do it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, mine, like, like same with, like, people poaching my spots. Honestly, I don't really care. What I have a problem is is with, like, I'm on a trip or even when I'm fishing on my own. Like, like, jet, like a week ago, I had dude no, I mean, we're in a creek channel, no joke, no bigger than this room. My boat's here. There's only, like, 20 foot left of this thing. And dude comes idling past us with his head down. And goes, I mean, like, blowing through the mud to where I'm like, is this dude serious right now? Goes 10 foot in front of us, drops throwing water, starts fishing. It's like, like a little common courtesy, yeah. man. Like, and that's same thing as, like, with his stuff. And then the him being a guy, too. It's the same thing. as like, you're kind of, like, just wait till the dude's gone. Like, he's trying to make yeah, a living. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, no, I agree, man. If someone was like, even if this one was like, hey, man. I'm trying to guide these people. I'll be like, oh, I'm fucking out. That's it. You know? Well, and I mean, I'm in my in my opinion, like if I see you're within a hundred, two hundred yards That's where I want to be, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to go yeah. near you, dude. I'm going to bounce. If I, I looked don't at wanna... a creek and there was an end of it, and you're seeing that, I'm not coming fucking in there. Yeah, like, like whatever. There's another creek. Even Especially, cutouts. Even like when I go into cutouts and I go, there's fucking a guy working. That I'll go to the next. Yep. You know, like no, and it's been it's and it's gotten worse. I feel like I don't may my. my I want to say it's the younger guys. It's not, man. I've had old dudes do it to me, too. It's just the – it's almost gotten – Clear Lake, everybody used to joke about, like, oh, it's Clear Lake. That's just yeah, how it fishes. Yeah, yeah. It's spreading everywhere now to where, like, <laughs> there's just no common courtesy left, which, whatever. I mean, I still – I do my best, and I even, like, try to tell people. Like, I've even had clients, like, no, man, we could probably still squeeze in there. It's like, nah, he's got it. We're going to let him do what he's doing. Yeah, if yeah. he's working his way out, I might go hit the other side and work my way in. Yeah. But – even then like just and i've had a couple dudes and it's not everybody you know what i'm saying like i had a dude the other day was like hey man which way are you going i'm like i'm not going anywhere dude i'm making a circle here he's like all right cool i'll bounce it's like all right you know super appreciate it man like that's but that's in the other portion of like, but i feel like at the same time it's probably from um interaction with people that nowadays like you don't get the same uh interaction where you you're at the dock you know lawn tramp or whatever like even when you're younger like you go to school or you go to parties or whatever. It's like everything's like, oh, look at my phone, Instagram. Oh, fuck this guy. He sucks a dick. Ah, you know, whatever. Which I, I think you're 100% right. Is <laughs> everything's know? gotten so distanced and people like almost feel like there's no, you know, recourse for their actions or what, you know, what they do, what they say to where like, again, 90 per, 99% of the time, I'm not going to be the dude to say something because I got two clients with me. Mm-hmm. Like there's been times where like, I've gotten real close. Like if I caught dude in parking lot, we would have had words. But like when I have a client, I can't say anything. I can't yeah. be like, Hey guys, hang out for a minute. Hey mother. You know, like I can't bust loose, but You're at the same time, professional. You got to, I'm being professional. Yeah. But when it, when it's just me, 
like there are and there's times where like me and nick actually even had it to where like me and nick are like i try not you know i like i don't know i i i've changed i guess you could say is like i i'm not trying to be the dude to go throw hands at the ramp you know because you encroached on me but like i'll say stuff loud like Oh, you're just gonna. This guy's just gonna work right in on us, like yeah, trying to drop yeah, some hints yeah. of like what you're doing is not cool, yeah. man. But I mean, and some guys will turn around. But just word to everybody out there, like, <laughs> just be respectful, man. If somebody's on your juice, most of my lakes, anyways, your lakes are different. Yeah, like yeah. if it's if it's a small lake, it is what it is. Like you gotta expect you're gonna. But if you're fucking in a however big Maloney's or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if you're in an area that big, and I know all those lakes, like, you can go find another rock pile somewhere yeah, else, dude. Yeah. You can go give it 10 minutes and come back. Like, he's not going to sit there all day, and if he does, whatever, you got there first. Let him have it. Like, yeah. And that's even my trips. Like I said, there's times on my trips where, like, I always run people on all of my juice. Like, I don't care if you catch a 10-pounder. We're running. We're going to go catch another 10-pounder today. Like, yeah. we're, I'm not holding back at all. Put it on. Yeah. But at the same time, there's times where, like, we might get to run, like, two of my good spots. And it's just because of other boats. And that's where, like, most times I'm like, dude, if you can do a weekday, let's do a weekday instead. Because yeah. weekends, I can't guarantee even the same level of success because I, we can't get on the water. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the guy shoving my way in, like, oh, I'm the guy out here. Move. You know, this is yeah. my water. He's got it. He's got it. So, yeah. Um, no, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's your job. You yeah. Know? So people should respect that. Um, I it, think just in general, respect to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just somebody's on your spot, find another one, we'll man. We'll see if they listen. And it, it helps me, honestly. <laughs> like, that's how I've come up with some of my best patterns. You know what I'm saying? Learning something new or going learning, around like, people. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and sometimes I think I even do it subconsciously. Like, I'll blow out my own bite. Like, Nick's video right now is going to blow out one of my bites. <laughs> like, at the same time, like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go find another one, which I already have. I already found my my ball and things cracking yeah, again to where, yeah. like, now you can have all that. Like, I don't even need it. Plus, it's dying. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, now I'm running my ball and thing, you know, to yeah. where, like, now we're in it. Again, like if I was never forced out of my comfort zone, having to perform as well as I'm just driven to perform on my own, like you wouldn't learn. Like, and yeah. that's, I think a lot of guys I even see like start to get into their little comfort zone and like need to almost be knocked out of it to like progress, man. This that's is, the truth. This is never ending. Like granted there's dudes on another level, but they're still learning every year. I learn new stuff every year. I'm sure Butch learns stuff. I'm sure yeah. Mike's still learning. So everybody's learning, dude. It yeah. never ends. You know, and the fish are adapting. I mean, I, you put me back in 1970, I'd smoke those dudes. But, <laughs> like, you know, since then, like, you know, like you probably ask KVD, he'd be like, yeah, I used to just be able to throw this and crush them all day yep, everywhere. Not anymore, yeah. Not anymore, you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, yeah. fuck, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Hey. Let's plug your uh, guide service where they can get it, your Instagram, yes, all that good stuff. Instagram, so Josh Paris Fishing on Instagram, Josh Paris Guide Service on uh Facebook, and then I write articles on RB Bass from time okay. to time. I should write more. Sorry, Ron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check out like Optimum Baits. Support them for sure. Uh, support Nick, informative fisherman. Yes. Nick's been a big help to me. Savage Gear, um, Falcon Rods, and then uh, I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, put it in the description yeah. too, if not. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, appreciate you coming out, dude. Dude, yeah. it was a great podcast. Yeah, Very informative, it. man. Yeah. All right. Well, great. yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks again, John.